Are you struggling to find good news? Maybe you're finding it hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. If that's the case, this might be the episode for you. I'm Andrew Elliott, I'm here with my brother Nick, and we'd like to welcome you to this special white-pilled episode of the Sounding Board podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to share it with your friends and neighbours. You can visit soundingboard.com to listen to all our previous episodes, and be sure to check out our new Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. We're glad you're here. Nick, in the last episode, you travelled steadily down a very dark path. I want to try and steer us away from that and talk about a, a couple of white pill things that I've recognised recently. I've had a whole week to get over it. Brilliant. Uh, I, I actually listened back to that edition um, this morning. Uh, it didn't sound as argumentative as I remember it being, uh, but it was. I, I was look. I was deliberately taking you down the rabbit hole. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull us out this yeah. time. There have been a couple of things recently that I wanted to talk about. The first one, and I, you might not be aware of this because I don't think you check Twitter very often. Is the do I lurk? Is that the right term? I what? Yeah, you. So I, you, I don't log in. You ah okay. That's I, proper lurking. Well, this is what I thought. I thought, and this is why I thought I wasn't sure whether I was classed as a lurker or not. I on a browser have various the URLs of the replies and tweets of of a handful of people that I just click on and scroll through. And obviously, occasionally I'll click on a person's a person's name or something. Interestingly, as of today. I can't click on anyone's tweets without it popping up and saying you need to log in. Whereas before it would let you click on a tweet, see its replies. You could you could, you know, navigate to a certain degree. So my whatever it's called lurking days might be over because maybe you just it's need to not delete your Twitter cookie. I'll I'll try clearing it out. Um but try it, uh, and try it in like um uh, in a porn mode. Um incognito. Uh incognito yeah, whatever whatever they're called. Sure. Um but yeah, it's I only check a few, including yours. Right. So you you may... I mean, I did retweet this. Have you seen Jack Dorsey's recent tweet? This is the biggest white pill that I've seen in years. Okay, I'm Jack not Dorsey, exaggerating. founder of Twitter. Jack Dorsey from Twitter. Who I've, so admittedly, I, I've always liked the guy. And I know he's woke. Yeah. And I know he's generally quite left-wing. But there's something about him... I, well, I, well, yeah, tell me why you've always liked him. He seems He seems genuine. He seems to mean well. Even with his stupid beard. He, he, yeah, but he's he's just he's that kind of hippieish just type character. Yeah. character. Um, he seems to me he seems genuine, and I think he wants to do the right thing, and I think everything he does is because he believes he's doing the right thing, regardless that you know I disagree with I, everything. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a totalitarian, for example. I just want to pick you up very quickly. I'm not, I'm not trying to take this down a dark path, but. Don't don't everyone doesn't everyone think they're doing the right thing and isn't that potentially a danger? No, I, it is it is a danger, but I, I don't I don't think everyone does. I think people like Owen Jones, for example, probably knows what he's doing is bad. Right. Okay. But let's let's do let's do a clear away from Owen Fine. Jones. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, and he's so things like when when he's in interviews, you can tell that he's 
he's a programmer like you and me you know he's a proper coder he loves yeah. it you know he's and he's a you know he's he's taken twitter from like from nothing from not just coding it with a couple of mates to to where it is now yeah um so i've always quite liked him i've always liked him in interviews he did a great interview with rogan um and uh, in particular sam harris he did a really really good interview with sam harris okay i don't think i've really ever heard him and he was he was really open about stuff so for example he's he talks about uh, i think I need to get. I'm not sure. I've got this the right way around. I think his dad's a Republican, his mum's a Democrat, or something okay, like that. So either he, way, yeah, yeah. He, he comes from you know the opposite sides, or you know his, his parents are from opposite camps. Um, so he's you know he's he's interested in uh, you know getting getting opposing views. And he was talking to Sam Harris about things like he did some analysis on Twitter uh, Twitter accounts of journalists in in the US, and it was something like. Ninety percent of uh, journalists on the Republican side, right-wing journalists, would uh, follow users from the left uh, and oh, get like but a, not the other way. But not the other way. <laughs> it was like way under half for for, for the Demo- you know, Democratic kind of yeah. journalists. So he said, "Look, that's something we've got to fix. We need to encourage both sides to to chat to each other. We don't want echo chambers." Um, you know that kind of thing. So before you drag this down a dark path. <laughs> His tweet of the other day, right? Amazing. What's he said? I, I couldn't. He didn't say anything, but he couldn't have. He couldn't have. This is the best tweet he's ever done, right? All it was was a link to me. I think it was Mises.org. Yeah. And it was Murray Rothbard's essay, "The Anatomy of the State." He just he just tweeted it, and that was it. Just the link, and then obviously got thousands of retweets and likes, and it just it just spread the word of Murray Rothbard by the founder. Of Twitter, okay, this I cannot believe it. This is quite funny because this just shows this just shows how um, how much I've been paying attention to your feed because I clicked on that and because I I just saw Mises <laughs> in a link, so I clicked on it and went, ah, oh, Rothbard. I haven't read Rothbard in ages, so proceeded. This was while I was uh, in London at the weekend, so proceeded to read half of it because it's just it's just amazing. It's it's a it's a it's a fantastic piece of work. I think I think it's the, think, I think it's the essay that turned Dave Smith into an anarchist, doesn't it? Right, okay. and he's, he's basically he's libertarian anyway, but you know, he, yeah, it, it turned. Um, it. It's just it's almost perfect. I don't I don't, don't want to blow smoke in that way, but I read it every time I've read it. It almost gives me almost gives me goosebumps in the way that it frames stuff, and so I've been reading it this weekend. Thank you very much for for retweeting that, but I didn't look to see who you were retweeting. I just clicked on a Mises link <laughs> that you retweeted. Yeah, it was it was Jack Dorsey. So, but Bloody isn't that hell. isn't that fantastic? I mean, can can you imagine Mark Zuckerberg, you know, posting Hayek on his feed? It just it does it doesn't well, happen. Okay, so I've got to have got to counter this a little bit. Why? Why does Twitter? I mean, I'm, su- I'm surprised his own algorithm didn't say this could be pl- problematic or this is misinformation or whatever. I mean, it's, it's full of warnings of well, yeah. And, until I wasn't allowed to click on a tweet from my lurking position, um, the the constant thing of uh, whatever the warning is that you have to click show, where uh, this may contain offensive language or something, and you click show, you you you're hoping for a swear word or something bad and then you you click it and someone someone's just playing okay or something. It, it's never it's just hiding things for hiding's sake or anything to do with covid misinformation or medical misinformation or the the stolen election and all this kind of stuff 
this is a bit of a conversion. If this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't support him in if this is the direction he wants to take it. But if I, he was always in this direction, then how the hell did he let Twitter become this? And if he's turning now, what, what caused it? And does you know it? It, it has to mean a change to the Twitter rules. Otherwise, it's there's no point in in him supporting it at all. I I disagree. I completely disagree. I I I don't I don't even mind if he disagrees with it and he was just posting it to get another opinion out there. I think it's this is absolutely a good thing. And even if the Twitter rules don't change at all, think of how many thousands of people will have read the Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard just because of his single tweet. This okay. is fantastic. If you if you if you're looking at this and you're trying to see the bad or or see or you're not right. focusing on the good, I think you're genuinely blackpilled. Uh, that, that may be the case. Um, thousands is fine, um, but we need millions. Yeah, but don't don't be a pessimist. Don't be a glass half full. This is this is fundamentally good news. It is it is definitely on the good side. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to, so this the, lots of people were tweeting about it. Obviously, so yes, tell me. So I'm not. So and this is yeah. I, I just want to highlight one, but this is a couple of tweets from. I think has he, he been cancelled? <laughs> I think you might you may have been following this guy. I mean, we follow each other. This guy called Sal the Agorist, um, oh, who's brilliant. like the meme Best god. Best memes, yeah, amazing. On Earth. And he's just said, "Notice that Jack, through entre- through entrepreneurship, was able to do in one tweet what the LPMC will spend millions over the course of several years trying to do. This should be obvious to Austro-libertarians. After all, it's the entrepreneur who allocates resources. Thus, to allocate resources away from the state, one must be an entrepreneur." So I thought that was quite a that was quite a good tweet. Yeah. Um, and I think when he when he talks about the LPMC, I'm assuming that's Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. Ah, uh, that's what that's what MC is. Yes, you're right. You're I'm assuming right. I'm assuming that's what he means. Um, yeah. And there is as far as I don't really like the Libertarian Party that no. much. As far as the caucuses go, they're the best ones. They're, of they're, course. It's like you know Dave Smith, that kind of you know yeah. that, that kind of Libertarian. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of party politics, regardless. Although I would, you know, if Dave Smith got on the ticket in 2024 um, and started to change the debate, and suddenly everyone started talking about all the unnecessary wars, that would obviously be a fantastic thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so has has mainstream Twitter has has left wing authoritarian Twitter? been commenting at all to your knowledge what what have you seen or is it only people on our side of this I've, argument i've only seen people from our side i think they're just ignoring it yes and that's what i was about to say that it, it my assumption would be pretend it hasn't happened from that side well because it's such a it's such a well-written essay you know the obvious question if somebody if somebody dislikes it it's like, okay so point me to the factual inaccuracy in that yes. essay point me to something that's wrong and you know Fair enough, but it's it's impossible. It's so expertly crafted. Yeah, and I like the way because it's very well structured as well. It first starts talking about what the state isn't, and it's like it's the state is not us. We are not the state. And yes. he gives kind of various reasons. Logical for that. fallacies. Yeah, yes. and then he talks about what the state is, and then what the state aims to do, and how it does it, and he even talks about he even talks about politicians using science. And this this was written in 1974, and it could have been written yesterday. Honestly, I ended up, I only read half of it and ended up just randomly, you know, walking in the tube or whatever to get a train. And it just, and it just going around my head um, at the weekend. 
And it, there was a, mo- a fleeting moment in my head where it's like, <laughs> the voice in my head said, you're a Rothbardian. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, probably. Um, I, there, there's not much I disagree with. Um, and I'm not saying I know every utterance that Murray Rothbard has ever made. Um, I'm sure this. I said to someone the other day that there's there's pretty much something that I disagree with anyone that's ever said anything. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm not vaulting him up as some kind of god. But I read that essay. As philosophers go, he's uh, he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. There's not and, there's not much as, to argue with. And and in, in this essay particularly, and recommend it to anyone who's listening to this it, it as you say it's the way it describes the state in in really quite clear and simple terms it's it's a very accessible um essay it's not it's not economics in that sense it's just very clearly laying out this is this is what it's it is. it's all about morality it's one of the other reasons i like it as well yes. it doesn't focus on the economics it's pure morality yeah. and this this leads me on to my second uh, white pill that yeah. I want to talk to you about. So if you if you don't want to log on to Twitter and check Jack Dorsey's field, uh, his tweets, and click on that, you can actually buy the uh, the Anarchist Handbook. Um, oh, by which Michael is, Malice. Yeah, compiled by Michael Malice. That has the entirety of the anatomy of the state in there. And that so this is another one of, of the white pills. And this was I'm trying to think when he when he released this. It was a couple of a couple of months ago now. Yeah. But yeah, was, I heard him do the rounds. On it the was podcast. it was self published. Um, you know, he kind of he had to sort it out himself through Amazon. Didn't have an agent. Didn't have a book publisher. Uh, there was no publicity around this at all. You know, he didn't have it. It wasn't like he had like a, a huge publisher that kind of, you know, kind of advertised it anywhere. All it was was him and a few podcasts. Him getting onto podcasts, but again, only podcasts that are within his. Sure, circle. only like yeah, him, the people Dave he knows. Smith, and uh, yeah. yeah, who's the the guy the, the Tom Woods, like, yeah. so the guy with fifty million episodes, Tom Woods, yeah, um, and that rocketed, absolutely rocketed to. I, I think it might have been number one on Amazon at I think one it stage. It certainly one. was was number one of um, uh, nonfiction, um, right. but it was right up there in everything. For for some time, and it's still it's selling. You know, it's selling thousands. You can. I mean, I've I've got the heart. I've got the um, physical copy. Yeah. You can as, as a as a Kindle ebook. You can you can download. Um, he's actually getting all his favourite podcasters. Unfortunately, we obviously didn't make the cut. But he's getting he's getting his favourites to read out uh, different essays. Um, so he's got Dave Smith reading oh, the David the audio reading the David D Friedman, um, and he's got other people. I think I think Tom Woods is on it as well. Um, uh, but there, yeah. So that you can you're going to be able to download the audiobook off off of Audible or somewhere like that, uh, and it will have all these fantastic libertarian anarchist podcasters um, reading reading it out. And it's not just Michael Malice describes himself as an anarchist without adjectives. Um, so it's not just right wing yes. um, uh, anarchists, you know, anarcho capitalists. I mean, there are there's obviously there's David E. Freeman, Murray Rothbard, but you've got Emma Goldberg in there and people and Leo Tolstoy and is Lysander Spooner and and people as well. So it's got like a complete range of anarchists from all across the spectrum, but they all hate the state. Um, so you can see different viewpoints. You know, it's not just not just the ANCAPs. Um, it's fantastic, well worth well worth buying. So that's my other bit of good news is that the, the, without any advertising at all, uh, this book is just rocketed to the top of the charts that's fantastic news that's a huge white pill I, I, I can sense you're trying to build it up as much as you can because you assume I'm going to poo-poo it in some way like I did with uh, well everything with like, every bit of good news no. You. no 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 so 
I have been I've been waiting to buy that. Um, I I'm still um, I'm still reading uh, his North Korea. Um, dear reader, dear reader, I only bought that a couple of months ago, right. and, I, and then I ended up buying another couple of other books, and I've only just finished. In fact, yes, no, I did. I've, I've just finished um, a book by Patrick Moore, um, the, uh, the the green guy. Yeah, the founder not, of not, uh, um, Patrick Moore, the not the stargazer. No, no, um, uh, no, no, the the uh, ex um, Greenpeace guy. He was a founder, wasn't he? He was one of the founders. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've just I've just finished his um, his latest book, uh, Invisible Catastrophes and something rather. Uh, that's very good, a, 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 an easy read. Again, makes it makes each of the subjects very accessible. So I've been holding back from buying it, and I have been umming and ahhing about whether to buy um, a physical version. I've been buying Kindle versions of everything recently. It's good to it's good to dip in and out of because they are quite short essays, so you yes. don't need to read the whole thing in one go. If you're going to read something else of Michael Malice's, then the new write is excellent. Yeah. If if I actually don't buy the book of that, buy the audio book because he's reading it and it's oh, hilarious. Okay. It's very very good. And he does when he's talking about these different people, he kind of puts on their voices. Right. Um, okay. Which is very funny. Um, but what I'll come to is that. When I heard him on doing the rounds, shilling for the book, um, and and he said about uh, about it being so high in the charts, and I'm yeah, I'm sure it was number one at at, at one point, if you know, if not now, um, on Amazon. I think he was talking to Dave Smith. It must have been it must have been with him. That to me was the that that that's 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 bigger than Jack Dorsey tweeting. That that to me that's a proper that's that's. Lots and lots and lots of people making an economic decision to learn about this stuff. To me, that's that's far bigger white pill, and genuinely makes me feel very happy mm. about you know not being alone or about about just the fact that this is even intriguing to someone. Um, it's not surely can't just be people like us that buy that buy that stuff. But actually, if if, if there was, are enough of us, if it was that would be fine. If there are enough of us to make the numbers to do that. That I'm happy with that, um, and, and and I'm happy to be funding someone who um, is potentially the the leading communicator on on anarchy. Uh, I think right now I can't think of anyone else who's 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 better. I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, or who's who's who's, the, who's the, as the big as him. The clearest thinker that that there is right now. I mean the top the top three for me would be Michael Malice, Dave Smith, and Tom Woods. I think. Yeah, you know, they're, and they're obviously all and caps, um, but they're but they're different in their different ways. And um, I put Michael Malice at the top though, because yeah. he's all about he's he's less economics, he's more morality, which is and the, the other yeah, two. Well, are I more think Dave Smith's true. more politics. So, but. He's very astute as well, so I enjoy listening to all the stuff he talks about. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, look, I think I think that's fantastic news. It it makes me want to write and publish uh, a book and try and you know, I, I we could do proper conspiracy theory stuff. We could get we could like make a little pamphlet that comes out every month to our six or seven readers. Whoa, 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 whoa! Keep, whoa, keep whoa, the coffee, stop. keep the coffee in the freezer with the lock on, stop and forget the with combination. With your six or seven, okay. We already how how many was it on the on on Mel Gibson's um, subscriber list? 
it wasn't it was it wasn't that it wasn't as many as ten, was it? No. It was like seven or eight maybe. Uh, we've already got nine. Have we got nine? We've already got double that in our telegram channel. Okay? <laughs> I looked today and we are we already eclipse that subscriber base. So I already feel like we've we've made it as far as as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously I want more people to go to t.me forward slash sounding board and Join our conversation. Have a conversation. Well, the the reason we had such an argumentative podcast last week uh, was because we were answering a question uh, from one of our loyal listeners. Uh, so please do. Um, but I I I've been wanting to write a book for a couple of years now. Uh, the, the the podcast has spurred spurred it on. Basically. Is this, is I mean, this we've a, been podcasting for what three years now? Yeah, at least. Is this is this going to be another case of stated versus revealed preferences? Oh, completely. Um, until it how, isn't. How far, <laughs> how far have you got? Oh, it's all up here. <laughs> it's all. It's so, all up here. So, have you, write, have, you, have you got a title? Have you got a title yet? I've got several titles. Uh, I keep keep swing, swinging around. Um, uh, either either the Great Derangement or um, or the Great Suppression are the two that are at the top. Is it specifically the about lockdown then? Uh, no, but it's like that's the kind of catalyst for it. It's like it's crystallizing all of it. Um, but and so I write. I'm I'm kind of forever writing writing chapters in my head, and I you know, a lot of it is just even just like while you're going to sleep and stuff. Just like I just I just I just, I just write in my head. I if I if I ever get the chance, if I plan the time to actually do it, I reckon I can sit and I could write for days. Because I've just been so much of it has been going around in my head. I mean, some of it I talk to you about and, and whatever. But there's a there's a book in me. But you know, I've got I've got a, I've got a life, and, I've, and more important, you know, for for something like this, I have to have a job. <laughs> and so I would need to take off. I would need to take several weeks or months off. Just, just try to, and write just one write. or two hundred words a night. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm better at longer stretches. I'm not sure you are because you haven't got anything down at all. All right, all right. So even if you were, you know, it, I think if you just wrote in a, you know, a few, it wouldn't be fifteen twenty minutes. It, well, it would be a different type of book then. It wouldn't. Uh, it, be, you'd at least have you'd at least have a structure. That you oh no, 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 but that's what I'm saying. But I, I have the structure. Afterwards. What I need to do is then write continuously within that structure. Look, I'm not I'm not whinging and moaning about the fact I haven't I haven't written my book, but. It's a, it's a, it's one of those aims of mine. Look, look, it might be it might be that when I'm 65, I write a book, and and, that, and that's fine. But I, I've 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 definitely got a book in me that I want to write. And reading more people's books more recently, and and actually feeling like they're not as daunting. I'm I'm reading subject matter that I understand. I'm I'm reading stuff that I that I feel I could I could comment on, and and so. As I say, depends on work work commitments and stuff like that. But well, what, watch this space. One day, one day. Do, do you want to do you want to write a book? Do you want to write a book? Uh, I'm not sure. I, it would have to be something completely original. I'd like to write a story. I'd like to write a novel, like a, de- really? a detective novel, novel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love detective novels. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes. You know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is just the best author ever. His stories are amazing, but there are a few yeah. other, few good. I mean, um, Raymond Chandler's pretty good. Um, Dorothy L. Sayers, 
Um, you know, so I, do I, you think about stories? Do you think about I think the about plots? Yeah, I think, think about... I think about plots and plot twists. Oh, right. And and trying to something that's twisty enough and clever enough to actually you know to warrant. Do you think they work stories. backwards? These these. Well, people? I yeah, I've been trying to do it both. Think of ways. the twist first. Do an M Night Shyamalan or whatever. Yeah, come up with the ultimate twist and then build it from there. Yeah, so I've been thinking, but I quite like lots of the books that I read, and I've been so I've been trying to build up my bookshelves over the last. Well, probably the last year. Mm. Um, I know you've been buying good and I've stuff. Been, I've been buying, yeah, or yeah. getting I've, presents. I've, yeah, I've been buying mainly Folio Society books because yeah. you can pick them up really cheaply off eBay. Yeah, um, and, and they're in great condition. So I've been kind of picking up loads of loads of books, and and I've yeah, I've, I've been trying to read, uh, you know, different novels, different authors. But I've been, I've, I found the ones I've enjoyed most have been written at least a hundred years ago. So mm. like the Peter Whimsey novels, I've been rereading Sherlock Holmes. I've read them several times before. Um, uh, Three Men in a Boat, I, I read recently, which is one of the funniest books you could ever read. It'd take like a day or two to read. It's, yeah, it's, I had to stop reading it so many times to just laugh, <laughs> literally out loud. I'd wake my wife up, who was like asleep next to me. It's amazing. Uh, Diary of a Nobody, you know, books that were written in, you know, around the turn of the previous century. Yeah. Um, so I've been. You know, I've, I've got this kind of. I've been trying to think about whether there's a, like a detective who's who's like an anarchist or a voluntarist or, or something like that as well. You know, trying to get like, just, but just like getting have like anti government. Have stuff you read in The there. Witcher? Any of The Witcher? No, I've played. I've played the original game, and I've read. Right. I think I've I've read like a few chapters um, of the of the first book. Because Geralt is a great character, mm. and and I and I suppose when um, I. I did I read all of that? I think I gave it to I bought it and gave it to Caroline. Um, but after watching the series, I went and looked, looked sure. the stuff up, and and that gets you thinking along those lines. Is like you could create a character with a very strict moral code. Obviously, this can still be flawed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But can you use the character to advance the theme? And that, I suppose that's the, the point I wanted to make about uh, after hearing that uh, about the book I want to write is one of the reasons it hasn't even fully formed is that i want i want to i want to get me- i want to get a message across and i want to get a message across that not enough people are hearing not enough there aren't enough books out there on on this on these on the subject matter that we talk about obviously we've got the podcast we're getting through to some people but people haven't written stuff along along these lines for 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 decades it's it's a, you know there's a very very tiny number of books on this on this subject matter but is it the right way of doing it? Is it the right way of getting the message across? I mean, it, it, in, if you're good enough, it can be. I mean, yes. take Atlas Shrugged. I mean, that's one of the greatest books I've ever read. It was like a proper page turner for me. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that people either love or hate. But think of the amount of people that Ayn Rand yes, has, has, has reached yes. with her amazing novels. It's 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 phenomenal. So it can be. I don't necessarily think I'd be particularly good at writing that kind of. I don't want to preach to people, but if I've got mm. a character in a novel. Who just gets a few anti-government things in it? So uh, to take some of the Peter Whimsey novels by Dorothy L. Sayers. He's 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 a little bit anti-government, and he you know he's he's um, uh, and he certainly takes the Mickey out of socialism and, and and socialists you know all the way through. But there are just there's the odd line that you think is pure genius. So he's talking about driving somewhere. Um, and I think he's with his because his his best his best mate is a is a policeman, and he talks about having to you know having having to drive at the speed limit, um, but he calls it he calls it the legal rate of progress, 
The legal race of progress, I like that. Which I thought was genius. What a genius way of describing a, a limit on speed. The yeah. legal rate of progress. It's like your lot are stopping me from progressing. Yeah. So there's just the odd line like that, I think, would be, yeah. would be very good. Yeah, I, I can see how through through story that you could get um, certainly a lot of the morality through. Um, I, my, my concern is that, you know, and you know, I don't want to keep referring to our... And my my Blackpilled podcast of last last week, but we we did highlight that people th- this stuff is staring people in the face and they're not and they're not necessarily seeing it and so this is why I'm kind of interested in what ways you could communicate with people in order for them to open their eyes and see a, a lot of the stuff that's going on or see how that they could think about their relationship to the state. Um, you can you can with a book you can way. properly spell it out to people. That's the thing. It's all very well having yes. these things, but if you're if you're just you know some people can't see the wood for the trees. Yeah. But if they're reading a book with actual words on it, yeah, you can you can you can get it down. Uh, agreed. Um, but but again, if it's if it's a bit more coded in the actions of a character, is that is that a good enough way of doing it? Or actually, is it the best way because it's very subtle and? Uh, I think I think my characters would be pretty overt with their, <laughs> with, their <laughs> with their attitudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Excellent. So have you got any other uh, got any other white pill? No, it was just those two. Just they're, they're two big ones, I think. I, I think Jack tweeting Rothbard is a, that's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely Frank, amazing. Frankly, I mean, think right when the way you just put it there, anyone tweeting Rothbard that is in any position of of authority, of influence, of power, uh, is amazing. I, I suppose you're you're kind of saying even like no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Even if he'd posted it. And a link to it saying this is a this is a crock of shit or whatever. Yeah, would have people, still people some would have people yeah. would still have read it. Um, and I think it's I think such a well written essay that I hope that a lot of his followers that didn't know what they were clicking on will at least read the first few pages before they even work out that it's anti-government because it doesn't immediately come across that way either. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it very calmly, rationally describes what's going on here. Um, it, you, know, you said the, you know, the, the the title is the anatomy of the state. It could be a it could be a manual for creating the perfect state, but it, it isn't obviously. It it there you know, it goes through it. So hopefully, some people have at least even questioned their own beliefs in terms of government. Yeah, and I think I think Jack Dorsey is a little bit more libertarian than you might think as well. Because often, with when he's he's always talked about being a you know he he's kind of his aims still seem to be if, when you hear him speak free speech he was all, he was always talks about his goal for Twitter was to have a completely distributed system. Yeah. I think he's under a lot of pressure from like from the you know the government and regulation and that kind of thing, and probably his board members as well. Um, good, good, it's doing us then him him being the secret libertarian. <laughs> well, if he's tweeting. Rothbard, I think it is. I think, uh, I think it's a start. Good. It's a start. I'll go with that. But, but you, you can't deny that the Twitter platform itself is has not become... on this podcast. This, okay, this is white, the white pilled one. White pilled. So go and go and read Anatomy of the State, and if you want to read a whole other bunch of anarchist stuff, buy the anarchist. I was going to say anarchist cookbook, the anarchist handbook, the anarchist cookbook is something completely different. There's an, an email that went around in the mid nineties. The Jolly Roger cookbook. Do you remember that? Was that the one with bomb making and stuff? In? Hacking, 
uh, freaking, I think, was one of them. This was back in the days of phone lines. This is before people had internet connections. Uh, freaking with a PH. Right. Which was about like trying to get free phone service and hacking your phone lines right. and stuff like that. Yeah, but well, it, it had everything in it. The Jolly Roger Cookbook. That there, there, there must be someone listening to this podcast who knows what that is. But at the very least, go and search it on DuckDuckGo because that's that's a fantastic piece of work. Yeah, but buy buy the Anarchist Handbook. Um, it's a, it's a great read. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.